Is Brett Favre still throwing interceptions even in retirement? What's going on, sports family? It's your favorite two grown-ass men, Mike and Jamal, with Two Game Sports Talk. That's two grown-ass men. Mike, good morning. Say what up to the sports family. What's up, sports family? We uh, we got a topic for y'all today. Uh, it almost fell in our laps. You know, you know, sports can be a little bit boring sometimes, but this one fell right in our laps. We had Hall of Famer, Brett Favre decided to uh, chime in on the case, the historic case, the historic judgment, um, the Derek Chauvin murder trial um, where he had killed George Floyd and was convicted on all accounts. Brett Favre decided to chime in and give his thoughts. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, it feel like a swing and a miss to me, Jamal. What you think? Definitely. Um, I definitely don't understand what his point was and yikes all i can say is just you know it's funny how mike when there's a certain group that you know brings in issues dealing with their interactions with the police or in society uh, that group is told keep politics out of sports however what did brett Favre just do so I know you got something for the sports family, which we want to quote word for word. So I think we, yeah, so we, we, we want to make sure before we dive in and dissect Brett Favre, you know, three ways to Sunday that we give his quote word for word. So it's not, you know, misconstruing anything that he said. And what he said is, I find it hard to believe and I'm not defending Derek Chauvin in any way. I find it hard to believe, first of all that he intentionally meant to kill George Floyd. That being said, his actions were uncalled for. I don't care what color the person is on the street. I don't know what led to that video that we saw where his knee is on his neck, but that man had thrown in the towel. So for me, Jamal and I just dive on in. He does sound like he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. In the sense of what the man did was wrong. I'm not trying to defend his actions or whatever. But then he's also saying, I don't think he intentionally killed this man. And my thought is, I'm not even sure this comment is needed because Chauvin wasn't charged and convicted with premeditated murder. If you intentionally tried to kill this man, you woke up that morning saying, I'm going to go find George Floyd and kill him. And I don't think anyone is saying that. At least I haven't heard it. I haven't seen it. Um, I haven't seen it on social media or on the news. Like it wasn't first degree murder. So the fact that you need to come out after the trial and say, you don't think he intentionally did it. 
Well, nobody does. That's not what he was charged and convicted with. He was charged with basically unintended murder, accidental murder. Um, It's no different than if I park my car by a fire hydrant. I can say I didn't know. I didn't intend to break the law. I didn't I didn't know I couldn't park there. But I'm still going to get a ticket for breaking the law. I'm still going to be held accountable for breaking that law. Um, And so that's how I look at this case is you can say he didn't intend to do it. He didn't intend to break that law, but he did. And to put this qualifier, I I don't understand what it feels like is Brett Favre speaking to a specific congregation to make to to make people feel okay about something. And I and it's really disheartening. What do you think? Yeah, I totally agree. I I think you and I we we talked about this. You know, I just just let's look at this from a perspective that everybody can succumb to this cancer. We know it impacts all walks of life, regardless if you're male or female, regardless if you're black, white, Asian, whatever. At some point, you may be faced with dealing with cancer. I think I have to look at it that way, Mike, because a lot of, a large uh, group of the population, they don't encounter what uh, African-Americans encounter in dealing with not just the police, but you know, uh, systemic racism in the world, whether it's buying a home, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, getting a loan for a car. So, I, you know, if we look at it from that perspective, I think everybody should be able to relate. So if I'm, I'm battling cancer, I wonder what Brett Favre's uh, comments would be. Would he have empathy for me as a human being? And that's the thing, what, what I, I feel like Unfortunately, there's all these these qualifiers when when we're dealing with such an act like this is that we have to say it's almost like a certain group say, okay, was he black or was he white? If he was black, let's dig deeper into it. Oh, he was a horrible man. And I and I kind of, you know, sarcastically kind of laugh at it because nobody knew anything about this individual when this act was happening. So dismiss all the stuff that you heard about um, Mr. George Floyd. That's irrelevant. But, you know, I would ask Brett Favre is like, hey, look, if you're saying that the act was wrong, whether intentional or not, then the act was wrong. You know, and, and, and you know, that, that for me is just like, what are you really trying to say, Brett Favre? Are you, it almost looks like it's OK. Let's put on this dog and pony show. To say, hey, you know what, behind the scenes, hey, we appreciate your service, Derek Chauvin. And what people also need to realize this now, I don't think it was irrelevant. And I wish the I wish they were allowed to present this information in the case. But right shortly after uh, the judgment was handed out, it was reports of like this laundry list of violations that Derek Chauvin had. And it paints the picture of who this individual was. And I mean, a 14-year-old boy was concussed at the hands of Derek Chauvin. Although I don't know what the situation was, it, it almost seems like everybody's a threat when they interact with Derek Chauvin. I'm neutralizing the threat. 
And I, and, and, you know, who knows what he was thinking, Mike, you know, and that's the thing. Everybody's trying to get into the head of what was Derek Chauvin thinking. You know, you're never going to be, you're never going to do that. You're never going to figure out that what was going on in his head, but our eyes can tell us whatever's going through his head is completely wrong. It's heinous. We all saw murder being committed. You're right. You're right. And again, it wasn't like he was overcharged or charged with first degree murder um, or anything like that. Like it, it, it literally was like manslaughter. You know what I'm saying? And to me, that's no different than getting in a car, a drunk driver hitting somebody in a car accident and killing them. They may not have intended to kill anybody when they decided to drive drunk, but the damn sure did. And there's consequences for it. Right. Um, and those, and you can visibly see those actions are wrong. You get behind the wheel and you're drinking. It, you have to deal with that that issue. And so, it's not like you, you know. I, we've heard Brett Favre come out and say on any drunk driver case where the person has to go to jail. You know, I'm not defending what they did, but I, I don't think they really intended to go out and and kill somebody with their car. No, you would say that team, that person is missing a family member because you made this decision and you're going to have to go pay those consequences for it. Um, it just so happens that this person that um, made those choices was to, you know, supposed to protect and serve. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and let's be real. Um, you and I, we've talked about this with Brett Farr before. It's, I, you know, I'll say this. I think it's also very important for everybody um, not to be influenced by their favorite sports figure, you know, regardless um, who you like. And, and and there's no shade at them at all. It just goes to show you that, hey, look, if you don't do your own research and you don't have your own opinion or and really, let's let's be honest. That's what this also is. It's opinions. This these things are, are, are opinions because. At the end of the day, whether how I feel about it or Brett feel, Favre feels about it, a jury of 12 were convinced of the information they were provided and they read and they saw to say, this guy is guilty of all three charges. And what saddens me, Mike, and, and, and it's just, again, it's not a, it's just a reminder. It's nothing new. There's no newfound revelation that you have people that can't that are so influenced by doing things a certain way in this uh, American politics and all this stuff, they're blinded by what their eyes showed them. Your eyes showed them that a group of people, not a mob, but concerned citizens that were concerned about the life of another citizen at the hands of the police. And not only are we talking about Derek Chauvin. We're talking about the other officers who just did, stood by and did nothing. Now, as best friends, Mike, you we've done this with each other. Um, if we felt like something we were doing was wrong and there was a different way we could do it, not saying that we know the answer, but what we're doing currently is not the answer. I mean, and, and that's, uh, to, to me... It, it, that's an interesting... That's an interesting comment you make there because um, Brett Favre did say say something that I, I felt like, well, you know, it, it 
you're offering all these things, but you're not really offering a solution, right? And so um, let me make sure I find it where he says it. He says, I just gave my opinion. I'm certainly not a racist in spite of what some people might think. And you know, I'm for unity. And I just feel like there's a better way to unify our country. That being said, there's a lot of things that need to stop. Nobody's going to argue with that comment, Brett Favre. You, you called it like you see it. And we all agree. Now, Brett Favre, tell us what we need to do. How do, how do, we, how do we get unity? How do, we, how do these things that need to stop, stop? Because you don't want it to come up uh, political statements during sporting events. You don't want famous people using their platform and getting in politics, right? Um, so, Brett Favre, what is your answer? It's, I mean, you know, it's easy to point out what's not working and, and what we shouldn't be doing, right? But give us a plan, Brett Favre. You're the quarterback. You're the Hall of Fame quarterback. Lead us to country unity. How do we do it? My, I didn't, I, I didn't see any quotes on that. Yeah, yeah. My, isn't it amazing how the group, it, you know, that sides with, you know, just what Brett Favre says, you know, there's a better way to do something. I believe in unity and all these other things. I, I think it's so easy to speak to something that if you've never experienced and you provide all these solutions, empty solutions, to say there's a better way to do something. So how do you tell, you know, uh, the victim of of any crime or the victim of police brutality or anything? How do you tell them how to voice what they went through? Okay, don't don't go on uh, social media and do it. Don't go do. They'll tell you all the things that you shouldn't do, which again they've never been victim to, but they're, ne- they're they'll never tell you what to do. And, and how dare you, first of all, how dare you tell me how to convey what I went through? You, 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 you can't walk a day or a mile or a minute in my shoes and tell me what to do if you've never been the victim of it. And see, and that's the thing is just like what I think all Americans should be just mindful of is this. If you say that you don't condone these things. If you say you're not a racist, if you say everybody should be treated equally, because when we're talking about unity, we're talking about equality as well. So how can you tell me all the things not to do, but you're not telling me how to do it? And I mean, I would listen to you. Doesn't mean that I have to agree to to what you're saying or agree with you. And let me say this, like Brett Favre, I don't think He's a bad person, personally. I think he is the epitome of privilege, not because he's this Hall of Fame quarterback, but look, if I'm the beneficiary of somebody else's work, you know, we've all been in in school where we've done group projects and you had that (laughs) one person that didn't pull their weight. That skated. That skated, yeah. And, And guess what? Everybody's mad behind the scenes. And you know me, Mike, personally, I, I would I was like, hey, look here, you're not you're you're not pulling your weight. Now the other group members might say, hey, you know what? That's not the right way to do it. But you're but but is it the right way to do it? Talking shit behind the scenes, which you're doing, 
All I'm saying is I'm presenting my cards out to you to say, I have a problem and an issue with your lack of accountability and actions. This is a group project. And I'm not going to allow you to be the beneficiary of what we're going through. So all I'm saying to Brett Farver, anybody who's never been through a situation where they're fearful for their, their lives, they don't know what to do, they're scared, because all this year we've been seeing examples of why a certain demographic has to be the perfect angels and have to walk into a situation without blinking an eye or moving a finger because it could end in a different way. Yeah. And, and the point, other point I want to make sure we get across is when you tell folks what they shouldn't be doing to convey their issues, but you don't tell them what they should be doing, what it comes across to me anyway, and um, what I've heard from a lot of people it comes across as do your protest, but do it where I don't have to see it. Good point. You can do, you can do your protest. I mean, you get first amendment rights do, do your thing. I'm, I'm good with all that, but just do it where I don't have to see that shit. You know what I mean? I don't want to have to see it when I'm getting ready to watch the game with my family. I don't want to see it when I go downtown and, you know, try to go have a drink at a bar. I don't, I don't want to see it on my news actually. And if you could keep it off of social media, I'd appreciate it. But, you know, go ahead and, and, and you protest. Do your thing. I'm all for it because, you know, I believe you should have your right. But I, I just don't want to see it. It's my right to not see it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? And this is the same Brett Favre. And I'm, you know, I'm going in. I'm going in. Look, and you know, you, you know, when this one kind of hit, hit home a little bit. and It stung a little bit because of the affiliation to what college this player came from. So it was this is the same Brett Favre who got broke off hundreds of millions of dollars. Just got his, you know, payday. <laughs> and when Javon Walker of Florida State, and everybody, I hope you remember Javon, Javon Walker, because if you don't, please look him up, man. Bonafide stud wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. Javon Walker was the shit. Now, when he was uh, ending his, uh, his uh, rookie deal, and at that time, there was no rookie deals in place. So he was lobbying to get paid because the man deserved it. He put the stats to show it. Brett Favre got mad and said, hey, you know, basically you, you should man, shut up and, man, and play ball, man. Don't worry about getting paid. The, just the irony of that is that, again, I'm broke off. I'm this $100 million man. I just got paid. How dare anybody else get paid is what Brett Favre is saying. You know, you need to just go out here and work. It just amazes me how Brett Favre is just like, he's the pocket watcher. He is a pocket watcher, ultimate pocket watcher, you know, and, and everything. It's always these, there, there's always these criteria from my vantage point when it comes to black guys and through, you know, a Brett Favre's eyes. It's like, wait, wait, hold on. What are you talking about getting paid? You need to, you, you haven't done anything to get paid. I just, I, you know, I, I think everything, if you, if you take what Brett Favre says, and again, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Hey, I'm going to respect his opinion. I don't agree with it at all. But I, I just think if he would just take a moment to understand 
you're you're around 70% of African Americans who represent the NFL. You would think that there's some takeaways that you you learn from each other and not just one sided. I'm not saying that, hey, you know what? All white people have to sit in and listen to the plight of a, a black person. That's not what I'm saying. But influences is what I'm saying. Like you're around a certain demographic of people every day that you can learn something from. How is it fair or just to say that, hey, look, you know, I got this money. Bobby Brown said, hey, I made this money. Not you. It's mine. <laughs> like, it, I, I just that, that always hurts me is that Brett Favre always has an issue when it comes to somebody else's situation, whether financial or social. And he has to chime in. Like, that's not the way. And what I hear is that's not what that's not the way black people. I'm going to show you the way. (laughs) And the funny thing, and I'll say this this is the last thing I'm going to say on this topic. Brett Favre, when he was playing in his career, um, rarely had like a one interception game. He was always known that if he fucks up a game, it's like three picks, right? Like when he messes up, he messes up. And, And he is who he is. Brett Favre is in the middle of a two-pick game right now because you say the comment and then you come back a day day or so later and you almost double down on that comment. And then you come back and then you say, well, you know, there's a lot of work to do and people need to start being nicer, but it seems like when people are, you know, try harder, it gets worse or whatever. Like, you, you're in the middle of, a, you know, a three, you're getting ready to be a three-pick game, and then the coaches want to call, you know, it's like the coach want to call some draw plays or some run plays, take the ball out your hand, because right now, like, he, he is going to spiral um, on this specific topic, and, and it feels like there's no reining him in based on his career. And, you know, if you go back and you look, when Brett, Brett Parr has a bad game, it's, it's almost three picks almost every time. Um, so right now I think we're looking at two picks and he, he, and he's about to try it out there on the field probably again this week and maybe not leave this topic alone. And I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he throws a pick six at this point. Yeah, that's a good point, Mike. You know, and for me, I'll say this is that I always like to, or we always like to relate sports to everyday life because I think, you know, it's something that's relatable to so many different people is, you know, sports is our favorite pastime, you know, not just football, but basketball, baseball, so many different things. That being said, if the world would just like look at football, for example, you have 11 on 11 and we always say football is what the ultimate team sport. sport. Why can't we look at football as the ultimate team sport and say, why can't we look at life that same exact way, the ultimate team sport? So when we're talking about, you know, racial injustice and things of that nature, as a team, the football team, if your quarterback comes to you and said, hey, you know what, wide receiver, what are you seeing on this ride? What, what's So that way I need to be prepared for it. When I throw it, when you have that double move, you're running, we're running that play uh, where you're going to run a double move. I need to know, you know, what you're going to do, when you're going to do it, how you're going to do it. And it's the same thing. We're listening to each other as a society and say, 
hey, you know what, Brent Farr, you may not see this, but here's what I'm experiencing. And see, and that's the thing, Mike, you touched on this earlier, is that what would have happened if there was no video? So all I'm saying is, can't we not trust each other enough to say, hey, look, I've gone through this. I've been through this. Whether you can relate to it or not, as a teammate, we're saying that, hey, you know what? These things are happening. We need everybody's support on it. I, I just look at I, I just look at life that way. And I, I know it's not that simple because, you know, it, it's, you know, people have their sides and their opinions and feel the way they feel. I just and you and I said this before. We just hope that no one ever has to go through situations where, you know, the people that are supposed to serve and protect take your life and not just those people. But as a society, I should not have to fear someone who looks like me or someone who doesn't look like me, because guess what? Internally, we're all the same. We're human beings. We're meant to be different. I just, you know, that, that yeah, hopefully that can throw a, a, a deep Hail Mary and reach somebody. <laughs> I don't know. I think we got a pick six about to come, brother. <laughs> well, sports family, that's our topic this week. We'd love to know your thoughts on it. Is Brett Favre going to recover? Is he going to, you know, lead the team back to victory and show us as a, as a country how we should do it, how we should move forward, what we should uh, – what should stop being done in our country? Or is he going to drop back in the pocket and throw in the triple double coverage again and get a pick? Mm, mm, mm. Inquiring, inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> For sure. That's a wrap. We love you. Peace. Peace. Peace.